Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Step Over Podcast. I am Jim Adair. As always with me here is Max Rappaport. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, it's great to hear. Very psyched about it. We have a very special guest. Uh, we're going to be throwing to in an interview that we did a little bit earlier. Uh, big week for, for Sixers history with Allen Iverson going into the Hall of Fame. It is a big week. Very big week. Um, did you? I think we both watched... Did you watch the entire speech? So I, I didn't. I was actually in Pittsburgh um, that night and visiting my brother and... Um, I listened to most of it on the radio. We were, mm-hmm. we were in the car, so I listened to a lot of it. Um, I saw a lot of the highlights of it, yeah. um, but I didn't watch it straight through. Allen Iverson is one of those guys where when he gets choked up, you get choked up. And he was choked up from like the 10th second of the yeah, thing. Yeah, from the start. Um, it was it had his great moments, obviously. Um, I loved when he uh, called out Mark Zumoff as the greatest broadcaster yes. in the world. Um, I loved the ovation from the Sixers fans, and you mentioned Pat Croce. I love that he thanked Cameron, uh, Jada Kiss, and Redman. That was all great. Um, and I think it really just sums up, it was a, a good way to kind of like show, it was, it was like a very succinct way to put on Allen Iverson the person up front because I don't know if like, you know, they say this a lot about people, but I'm not sure if the NBA will ever see a player like Allen Iverson ever again. The way he played the game, the way he... Uh, affected the culture of the game with the dress code and and the swagger that he brought to it and the cornrows and all the tattoos that no one had before him. Um, and he was just like, you know, you can say he obviously has his flaws, but you can say, like, you can never say that he wasn't just being purely Allen Iverson, and that's what that whole speech was as well. Yeah, and I, I think beyond him just being a really unique player in a lot of ways, I think we won't have that again just because things have changed so much. Like right. With social media and just the, the scrutiny that the athletes are under, I feel like if Allen Iverson played today, I don't think he'd be able to do what he what he did then. Yeah, I mean, it was even impressive that he was able to do that even without social media, but I, it would just, yeah, it would, you would bury somebody like that. Yeah. Um, and, and now I feel like there's um, there's just so much division like with, with every player, even players like Steph Curry who are mm-hmm. like, like, how can you not like Steph Curry? He's super fun to watch. He's, right. like, literally never had anything happen off the court that would make you not like him. Yeah. And even though the Warriors are kind of, like, have become arrogant assholes, like, he actually really hasn't done that at all. The closest no. thing was, like, Aisha Curry tweeting about how the finals were rigged. But that's right. not him. It's been all his teammates who have, like, said these crazy things. And that's but yet, also... like, people hate on him all the time. Right. And even, like, the Aisha thing, it's like, that's just entertaining. Like, it's probably, like, you know, she was in a mood, obviously, when that happened. She was very stressed out. She didn't like the way the officiating was going, and she expressed herself. And, like, I think that's great. Like, yeah. obviously, the NBA is not rigged, but if more people, if more players, more players' spouses, more players' family, more players' friends want to say stuff like that, I am all for it. And I don't even mind, like, I mean, Draymond Green, the, the on-the-court stuff aside, like the nut-kicking and nut-punching. does love um, that. And just the blatant, uh, like, illegal screens and all that stuff. 
I don't mind that, like, like, why not have guys who are outspoken like that? As long as yeah. you're not going over the top, like, Ron Artest. Like, I don't mind having, like, the Swaggy P's and the um, James Hardens and the guys who are, like, really cocky or really, like, you know, just out there with their personalities. I think that's good for the league. Absolutely. And, and speaking of players' personalities, uh, Big Eagles season opener was today. Uh, and our good friends, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Brett Brown were in attendance. Uh, Jojo wearing some kind of what looked like a makeshift swoop head, like he had like paper mache, or that like head. he had like killed a mascot and like sort of wearing its head. It. Yeah. Um, also posting a picture of him and Ben uh, on the field and location tagged it as Harambe, which I didn't know you could even really do. That was great. Which was great. Um, ben Simmons posting a picture flanked by six or seven cheerleaders. Um, Those two have been so great this summer. They've been so great. They seem to really, like, enjoy each other's company. They seem to really enjoy, like, hanging out at, like, Philly things, which is great. Um, You know, going... I mean, I was... I saw... You know, Embiid was at a few Eagles games last year in a box and stuff like that. But it's just great to see kind of that cross, you know, team supporting local teams. Just, like, not even that, but just, like, dudes doing what, like people who are fans of them like to also do, you know? Yeah. I, I think it's cool, too, that um, the Eagles being a younger team now and a team that's, like, on the up with a, a younger roster and, obviously, Carson Wentz, um, I think there's an interesting parallel. And I think it's it's cool that you might have a situation four or five years where, like, you have two teams that are really good with players drafted around the same time. Yeah. Who, kind of in the same way that, like... Um, Iverson and McNabb for a little while, like in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. were kind of that in the city. We haven't really had that in a while. Right. Like, Iguodala was never... You never felt like there was some connection to the, the larger culture of the, the sports city, or this culture of sports in the city, and definitely not, like, connection to other teams in the city. Right, and I think there's there's, there's something you said, too, about them being, you know... They both seem like goofy dudes. They're roughly the same age, the same age group, you know. Um, both, you know... New to, I mean, obviously Embiid's been here for a little bit, but new to the city, new to the country, really. So it's it's good that they kind of found you know that you know person they can like latch onto as like their their boy and like kind of go through the whole thing together. Um, I just think it's great, and you know all this all the talk that's that was for years about chemistry this and chemistry that and losing culture that you know it's good to see that before these guys are even playing together, they have like formed a really great bond off the court. That's just great. Yeah, and I think Ben Simmons is kind of an underrated personality. It seems like he's a lot more outgoing and just, like, funny and fun yeah. than, than I realized he was. I kind of figured he was more like LeBron, just, like, really serious and took his image really seriously. But he's been, I think, like, one of the funnier players to come into the league recently, just, like, on social media and stuff. Yeah, just in a low-key way, not in the same, like, Embiid way yeah. where he's out there doing it. But him and Embiid's back and forth uh, when they were making fun of each other for being ugly as hell. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, the, the tweet today, the uh, one billion retweets on a run out on the field <laughs> yeah. when he was when he was there during the second quarter. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, that's that, that's just like you know they're having fun, which is great. Um, before we get to the interview, which I keep teasing as a, as a surprise, and it, but like people are going to see it on the description. It's going to be the title of the episode. I don't know, and like we tweeted about it. Yeah. Um, but before we, I'll, I'll let you intro it since you kind of set it up. But I, we have another. <laughs> we've, this is our seventh episode, and I think my fourth correction of myself. Yes. Um, in last week's episode, the, we're gonna have a theme. We're theme gonna have song yeah, we're gonna have like an audio drop or a theme music thing for every time I have to correct myself because it's gonna be a regular regular occurrence. Um, got some 
I wouldn't say they were angry, but they were like real sharp, sharp tongued. They were definitely condescending tweets towards you, fully deservedly. Um, Sydney is not the capital of Australia. It's Canberra. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will happily say, like, that was my fault. I got that totally wrong. And I will fully admit, it was not a slip of the tongue. I had no idea that Sydney was not the capital of Australia. And I will not take the blame for it because I blame the Catholic education system. Because I never learned that. Because when people were just like, it's not Sydney, it's Canberra, no part of me was like, oh, right. Every part of me was like, are they fucking with me? <laughs> so I apologize for being totally wrong. But in my defense, I'm an idiot and didn't know that I was wrong. That's a good defense, right? I think right? that's fair, though. I, I, of all the countries with, with like well-known countries with capitals, that's one of the more obscure capital cities that a country has. I, I like True. know nothing about that city. But I feel like it's the same thing that if like a, a someone in Europe was like, "Oh, the capital of the United States is New York," we'd all like laugh at them and call them an idiot. So I totally get it. I would think that was fair. It would be like if, but imagine if the capital of, of the United States was like Pittsburgh. I wouldn't be upset if people didn't get that right. I don't I would, know. I'd be like, yeah, that's understandable. Why the fuck is it Pittsburgh? Yeah, I guess so. But, yeah, I was way wrong. I will try to be better in the future about my... See, this is why I failed the Jeopardy test, the online test to get on the show. Geography and science, which are very popular on Jeopardy, are two of my giant weak points. So, um, there's that. It'll be one... It's like my fourth of what will soon to be thousands of apologies <laughs> on this show. Um, so, with that, let's get into... Um, our, our guest for this week, Max, you can do the honors of introducing him since you kind of set this whole thing up. Yeah, so it was awesome that he was willing to come on this podcast. Um, the guest, I'm sure you've seen on the, the title of the episode or in, in the tweet about the episode that linked you here, um, is Choo Choo Matterbomb, the forever sixer who was acquired a couple years back. Uh, his rights were acquired as part of a trade and kind of became like a cult icon um, and sort of a almost like a victory cigar of the process. Um, we, you know, something I think is interesting about him and that's maybe different than like Brandon Davies or some of the other guys like that who became that is he really embraced it in a way that was shocking because first off, he's um, doesn't, has like no connection to the Sixers at all. He's never played a game, has never been to the facility. Um, he lives in New York and play, he's, played at a bunch of different countries we'll talk to him about that in a few minutes um abroad and was drafted in 2011 in the second round is one of these guys who will probably be a guy who his rights are just held kind of indefinitely as long Mm -hmm. as he plays basketball um and it's just an interesting story because he became this icon and like is pretty active on twitter or became more active in the last couple years and has like seen himself become this weird like sixers twitter meme uh, from afar, yet has like no connection to the team at all. None, yeah, and he seems to, he has a really great attitude about it, really embraced it. Uh, and it's, it's very processed and very Sixers fandom that he came, he was a, a part of the package in the trade that brought JaVale McGee and a draft pick here. And he is the part that like we clung on to. Like JaVale yeah. McGee was hilarious, and they were like, he was like, I want to be a leader for the team. And we're like, oh my God, get this guy out of here. Um, but it's it's almost like that. Like, the person that you don't know so they can never do anything wrong. And we, like, Sixers Twitter and, and Sixers fans really embraced him, and it was really great to kind of talk to him about what that's been like, um, his kind of basketball trajectory and journey, which is very interesting. Um, 
and yeah, just it was a really great conversation. And I think a part of why it became such a, a big thing, just his name. I mean, his name's Choo Choo Madubom. Yeah, let's and be if honest you spell, about that. And if you phonetically read his last name, it's Maduobom. Yeah. Like, it was it was so hinky. It was so perfect at the time. Um, and it made, like, mainstream media people mad, so I think we all love that. Yeah, yep. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L. V-A-N-29.com. So, uh, yeah, without uh, further ado, this is uh, Max and I's interview with Choo Choo. All right, pleased to announce our, our first guest our on the first, podcast. Very exciting. First ever. Guest, yeah. um, Choo Choo Matterbomb, thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, so, I guess... The first question, I think a lot of Sixers fans, obviously there's been like a cult following that's um, kind of surrounded you since your rights were acquired a couple years back, um, but I don't think a lot of people know your story. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your transition from living in Nigeria to coming over to play in the D-League to getting drafted to today? Well, my journey has been like really odd. Like I started off playing in the Nigerian League and uh, like I was scouted by the Nuggets while I was there and then I found a way to get in the D-League and I, I, I did play. They basically wanted me out there to see what I could do and then I did that for a year and then after that year I got in the draft, got drafted and that's it. <laughs> Nothing's happened ever since then. So after, still, wait, still waiting on that contract. <laughs> so after the Nuggets drafted you, it was like the 56 pick in the 2011 draft. Um, was there was there talk about bringing you? I know you played in the summer league for them at one point. Was there talk at all during those like three and a half years where they had your rights about bringing you over? Yeah, yeah, there was, there was, but it was like for the future, and I wasn't patient enough to like they wanted me to do a D league for a while, and I, like coming from Nigeria, I couldn't really do that. Like I needed to make some money, so I was like, nah. And I ended up going to the Middle East instead of playing for Iowa that year. <laughs> what, what was it like playing in Qatar? What was what? What was it like playing in Qatar? In Qatar? Uh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was different. Uh, <laughs> they, they have rules out there. I couldn't do some stuff when I can't think. Like, you can't. It's, it's just different. The lifestyle is different. They have their rules. But it was, it was still fun. Like... I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it out there. So. Yeah. So you played. You played in Qatar, Estonia, Iceland, Finland, Mongolia. What was like? What What, what were like? How kind did, of the. Hmm, what was that? How did I? How did I get to these odd countries? Yeah. Uh, basically, and like, what was the? Not, what was the experience like playing basketball in like these typically non-basketball countries? Uh, Estonia is a basketball country. 
Oh, okay. What was your favorite place to, to play? What, you talking about basketball or just the lifestyle? I guess the lifestyle more than anything. I, I, I haven't been, somebody asked me that question like two days ago. I can't answer that. I, don't, I really don't know. I'm not sure. Because I've liked everywhere I, like I stayed. Like, Mongolia's cold as hell, but I, I found a way to enjoy it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I really don't. So you were, you were in Estonia when the Sixers traded for you, right? How did you find out about the, the trade? Somebody hit me up on Instagram like, yo, Jude, you know you got traded. That's how I find out about these trades now. Your, your agent didn't tell you or anything? Huh? Your agent didn't tell you? Well, he, I don't think he knew that was happening. <laughs> you don't know, because these teams are doing these trades to get rid of players. They're not doing it because they really, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, dumb. Like, I know what's happening. They're not doing it because they want me. They're doing it because they want to get rid of that player's contract. So, it is what it is. Um, when you were acquired by the Sixers in the time that they had your rights, did you have any kind of communication with, with Sam Hinkie or the team at all? Or, or was it kind of, we kind of just like... We, yeah, we, yeah, we tried. Like, we, we tried. We tried to talk to the team, and they're like, yo, we don't really have any plans for him right now. Oh, okay. He, this, at that time, the Sixers drafted how many digs? There's so many dig guys. Right, yeah. yeah. That, that were their picks. I wasn't... Because uh, I'm pretty sure you guys know how the NBA works. Like these, right. these players, they drafted their their players. Nobody from the Sixers, they don't know who I am. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't really want to take a chance <laughs> with somebody they didn't pick. Yeah. Or didn't really have any interesting. So yeah. So is, is it almost like a a detriment to your career to like be a, a player whose rights are held by somebody because you can't like you can't go play for some other team or get a workout with like. You know, the Another Knicks team. or something, right? Yeah, it, it's, it's weird. Yeah, it, it helps, but it doesn't. Because me and my agent talked about it, like, the other day. And it, yeah, it helps and it doesn't. Because now I can't really go to, like, an open work. I'm in New York. I can try to work out with the Knicks or the Nets, but I, it's not going to happen. They won't. They can't do that because some other team has my rights. And then these teams that do have my rights, they're like, ah, we don't really, we don't care. We're probably going to trade them again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had much conversation with the Cavs since you got traded there? Oh, my agent hit them up as soon as the trade happened. Same thing. Like, nope. Nothing. Uh, can you talk a little bit about... I'm, your... I'm, going, I'm, I'm going to Japan soon, so that's, uh, that's, I'm excited about that. Are you going to play in Japan? Yeah, I'm going to play in Japan. Oh, wow. I'm not cool. as odd as the other places. <laughs> um, when, when your rights were held by the Sixers, you kind of became, like Max said earlier, like kind of like this, like this cult character on Twitter and stuff like that and fans hitting you up. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? It's fun. It's fun interacting with the fans on Twitter. They're making me use Twitter more. Like, I never used to get on that much, but now, like, because the, the Sixers fans, I've been, like, heavy on Twitter. 
It's always fun looking at your phone and somebody has a joke. I'm, I'm with all the jokes. I like, I love it. It's so funny. On a scale from one to ten, how insane are all of us? How was what? I said on a scale from one to ten, how crazy are are all of us? Six is bad. Yeah. You guys are black. Okay, I was watching um, um, the speech. Uh, AI was. Oh, he didn't give a speech. Somebody was talking about him before he got on, and they just mentioned AI, and then the Sixers fans in the stands just started making a lot of noise. I'm like, that's that's how you guys are. Though. That's the Sixers fans right there. Like, you can tell you guys are crazy, man. I yeah, a good good kind of crazy. It's not it's not bad. I we hope so. Really, yeah, we, we try to we try to be good involved. crazy. Like I feel like the Sixers fan make you want to play for them. Like it makes you be happy to play for people like that. Yeah. Well, I guess I kind of want to know your your take on what the Sixers are doing in general and like the process and Hinky in general. I don't know how much you like paid attention to it because you weren't. I mean, you were part of the team, oh, but not really. I mean, they did. You guys got some good picks. I like. I think Hinky did what he was trying to do: acquire picks and like build for the future. And he's done a decent job. You got Ben Simmons. I think he's. I really think he's nice. Like that's he. All that, that nonsense talk. He deserved to be number one. I don't care what anybody said. Like you guys got the right pick, and then you have a B coming back, and uh, who else? Okafor is on the team. I don't know what you guys are about to do with him. But <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody does. <laughs> um. So, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, like I think, I think you're you're on the right path. I think. Unless they can't they can't keep trading those guys though. You gotta <laughs> keep them on. You can't like trade them after a year. Because I feel like you're about to trade Okafor soon. I, I, I feel it. I, I, think, I think the, the feeling here it seems to be turning that Noel might be the one getting traded, but we, we really don't know. But I, I, don't, I don't think you should trade Okafor. I don't think, yeah, keep him. He can play. He's, he's a fake, fake uh, Al Jefferson. <laughs> Is that a good thing? <laughs> Being a fake Al Jefferson? I mean, I'm, he's he's that good though. I like I love Al Jefferson's game, so that's what I'm saying. Man. Like I love Al Jefferson's, he's a killer. I'm saying fake because he's not really him. It's just like somebody saying somebody's a, a poor man's type player. He's he's good though. Yeah. So I, I think you guys will suffer with the guard position. Though. I don't really know who's there now. Yeah, yeah. Straight, kind of a mixed bag. It's kind of what happens when you take big men five years in a row. Yeah. Um, so things turn around. True. I was going to ask you the, the other day. Somebody on Twitter posted a picture of a, a custom Sixers jersey with the number fourteen and Choo Choo on the back. Um, I was curious what the craziest thing you've had tweeted at you. Whether it's like a, a homemade T-shirt or like weird stuff that fa- signs that fans have made or anything. I don't. Uh, I've only gotten this like stuff like this from the Sixers. Like nobody else sent stuff like that. <laughs> Just the Sixers fans. Like, I've never stepped foot like in the Sixers gym or anything, but like the, the like uh, interaction with them is crazy. I understand why they're doing it, but you you got to come down to a game. To the Sixers game? Yeah. That's if I, I don't think I'm going to be here this this year to be able to see a game. 
But I would love to though. I would, I would have loved to see you again. When is like, I'm supposed to be? Uh, I was supposed to be at the TVT, but I came. I came in the country way too late. Mm-hmm. That's why I wasn't there. Okay. That would have been fun. When does uh, the season in Japan start? Uh, you talking about Japan? Yeah. It's like a week. Oh wow! Like I said, it takes it takes forever to me for me to get anywhere. Like I'm waiting on my visa right now. That's that's, that's crazy. Like I signed before everybody else, and everybody else is there, and I'm still here working on my visa. What, what team are you playing for there? Kagoshima. I don't know how to pronounce the other word. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's in Kagoshima. I think they're the only team in Kagoshima. Is it is it like a full like NBA kind of season? Like goes until the the spring, or is it it's, shorter than it's that? It's gonna be sixty games. So oh wow, yeah. that's all in season. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be sixty games. Uh, the regular season games. I don't know how many games they play in the playoffs. I, I, this is my first time there, so I don't know. That's cool. Well, we'll we'll definitely be following you. Yeah, we'll, be, we'll have we'll have uh, we'll have weekly yeah, updates on your season. Average point seven. <laughs> People have judged me off the point seven points. I don't even know what it was. Like I'm like, yo, how many minutes did I play, man? <laughs> I think you averaged a block too. And so if it weren't if it weren't that many minutes, you're yeah. averaging, all, averaging a lot of blocks per thirty. Yeah, your per thirty six numbers are probably nuts. <laughs> but that, it pisses me off though, because like. This happened, or the same thing kind of happened in Finland because I wasn't playing. This coach is playing me 12 minutes, and at the end of the day, like, it's, it's my fault now. Like, because she was averaging three or four points. I'm like, if you put me in the game, I'm, I'm scoring. I'm doing everything else. You, if you're not giving me minutes, you're playing me two minutes or three minutes a quarter. Like, that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to get the rhythm. I'm not going to be able to really do much or have an impact. I'll block shots. I'll always block shots, but everything else is not going to come that easy. I, like we're pros, we're, I want to have to fight for rebounds and stuff, and score. Like I'm, I'm tired of being judged off of that. It's, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chu, I guess I guess for a lot of us, you know, as much as you've become like this figure amongst like Sixers Twitter people, I don't know how many of them have ever seen you play basketball. Yeah. Like, what, like, can you tell us a little bit about your your game? Like, what what, do you, what how would you describe your your game? Well, started well when I first started, it was more like all athleticism, just jumping, blocking shots, dunking everything. I feel like now I've started playing a lot more back to the basket, trying to like mimic uh, Nene's game, kind of. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's my game now. Like like face up, back to the basket, whatever. I, I've, I've like worked on that a lot. Every year I work on that. Well, but yeah, still at, uh, I don't know if I'm still as athletic, but I'm still athletic. Well, hopefully we get to see that in Japan, some highlights out of Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I should, I'm, you, I posted my highlight on Twitter like twice, nobody watched it. <laughs> I saw that, I saw you do. I saw you doing some drills, some Duncan drills. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, not that, that was oh. just like, that was at the end of a workout. And I mean like actual highlights on YouTube. I have watched, so I've watched like that whatever like two minute highlight reel from like Mongolia or whatever I've seen that like when when the rights were first acquired oh, yeah, I remember was, people were that sharing was, that yeah and there's <laughs> a highlight from Nigeria you can see how like when I weighed 180 <laughs> yeah. alright well well, thanks but so yeah. much for, for coming on with us yeah thanks Chu no problem um, we'll definitely be following you we'll we'll uh Maybe we'll catch up at some point after Japan and, and yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, no problem. All right, Good thanks. luck with the season, though. I hope you guys like do 
great. Thanks, you too. Thanks. <laughs> All right, man. All right, oh, see you. So that was our interview with Choo Choo. Um, want to thank him again. That was awesome of him for coming on. Um, we just reached out to him on Twitter, and he was mm-hmm. cool enough to agree to do this. Yeah, it was great for him to take time out of his day. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of stuff going on with trying to get to Japan like very soon. It seems like such a stressful life to just like not know where you're going to play next. It really does, and he seems to have a really great attitude about it and take it all in stride. So it's just really great, and and you know, it was really he did not have to talk to us. He was obviously he's got stuff going on. So we want to thank him again uh, for doing that. And and with that said, let's kind of talk about what we're doing in the next few weeks because it's going to be a little bit weird. Yeah. Uh, our next episode. We're going to Japan to play basketball. We're going to Japan to play basketball. Um, our next episode will be. We're still trying to figure out the the technical aspect of it, but it, we will be streaming live. If my data is correct, Thursday night at midnight. Oh, I hope your data is correct because I'm coming over. So if yeah, I come here, and I'm like 99 percent sure. Yeah, it's the that. early release. I pre-ordered NBA 2K17. It's early release, um, and we are going to live stream uh, in some way. We will let you know on, on Twitter, and, and if you have a great way to, that like we don't know of, we're probably just. Periscope the screen and talk about it or whatever. Yeah, like if any of you use Twitch or anything similar to that, we don't use that. But mm-hmm. if you have something that you're like, oh yeah, you can just stream your screen really easily and like yeah. talk over it, that would be perfect. Right. So let us know if you have something like that that we could easily do. Yeah, and our plan right now is to basically, you know, make sure the roster is set up right because um, it might not be 100% updated uh, and start simming a season and kind of just check in every week or so, see how the Sixers are doing. Check in how and how this this the season shakes out that way. Um, maybe make some moves. Maybe make some moves. We'll, I'm sure we'll get some trade offers. We'll see what happens. Um, or if you'd rather, I mean, that's, I think that's what we are more interested in doing. But if you'd rather see, watch us play as the Sixers, we'd be willing to do that as well. Um, we could do both. We could do both. We could stay up to like six o'clock in the morning doing that. If you want us to do that, so yeah, just let us know. We'll, we'll throw a, a Twitter poll up. You know what we could do too. We could do the um, the Sim season. And then, well, I guess we could either play like the first game of the year against the Thunder within it, or we and, could, yeah, or true. we could just like sim a lot of the season and then play the finale. Right. Yeah. Play, or just play like any you know, any play random game. Finals play, game seven. Play against we'll a team in. that we know we can probably beat in it. Yeah, it'll work out. Um, and then after that, uh, we'll find a way also after that to to take what we did live and get it up online so you can watch it afterwards. Uh, then after that, we're gonna have a bit of a delay. Um, I will be going to. Um, Iceland for a little while. I almost forgot where you were going. No, I was trying to think of a way to say that I'll be going where Choo Choo never got to go because uh, he couldn't get there. Um, but yeah. I'll I'll be going to Iceland for um, around four and a half days. But it just coincides with we usually record like to record on the weekends or early in the week. Coincides that I'll be there over a weekend and early in the week, so it'll be a slight delay there. Um, and then we'll try that's, to. That's the week that the Sixers are going to trade both Okafor and Noel. I know, and I'm going to just be. I don't know what I'll be doing. Staring into the northern lights, questioning the process. But, uh, yeah, I know something big is going to happen when I'm there. But So there will be a delay, um, and we won't have an episode then, but we'll try to get one up as soon as I get back. You know, probably stuff going on will be closer to the start of training camp and stuff like that. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, that's, all, that's all we got. And we will see you at <laughs> Thursday night at midnight, probably? Yeah. Yeah. Or Sounds about right. Friday night if we figure out that's wrong. But yeah, or Friday night if we figure out that's wrong. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, all right. See you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening.